We'd like to welcome everyone today. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad you're here. And we're so glad you're worshiping with us this morning. And we welcome you today. Amen. And it's good to see everybody this morning. And I know we're still dodging the sicknesses that are still working its way here and there. But I'm glad you're here today. And more importantly, I'm glad Jesus is here today. Amen. I'm glad that we come to church, but um, it's, not, it's not worth coming if he's not here. But we're glad he's here today. Amen. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. It is the second of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Mark. The Gospel of Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46 Reads this, and they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And verse 49, and this is the four words I want you to focus on. Verse 49, and Jesus stood still. And Jesus stood still. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning with this in our mind. When God stops. When God stops. Praise God. Thank you for standing and honor the word of God. You may be seated this morning. We all understand and know that there are many laws that govern our world. There are civil and criminal laws that we abide by. These are laws that are put in place, and they're laws that we must obey or face the consequences of. They're not laws that we have an opinion over whether or not you can say to the officer that you are in a hurry and you need to go somewhere, but if you are traveling faster than the posted speed, your opinion really doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, the law says, I'll never forget, he's sitting here today, Brother Hyde, who plays our, our, our piano for us, was a state trooper uh, for years, and so a part of that, and uh, him, him and I, we go, we go back a few ways, and so this was before he was married. This was, this was way back, we were in, I used to go on ride-alongs with him, and... Um, and one of the times we were, we were, we were out and uh, he pulled over a man on 97 that was going a little too fast. And uh, when he pulled him over, he was going 92, something like that. He was in the mid-90s, right? He pulled him, he was going 92, 93 miles an hour. And he pulled him over and he said to him, sir, you're going as supposed to speed. And he said, but I wasn't going that speed. He said, yes, you were. That's what I clocked you up. He said, no, I wasn't. He said, the speedometer only goes up to 85. So because the speedometer only goes up to 85, I can't go faster than 85. And he said, I don't care what it says, you are going faster than that. Your opinion doesn't matter. And we understand also that there are laws that govern our universe. There are laws that every one of us live by. There are laws that govern. If you jump, you will come down. You don't stay up there because gravity. And I'm not big into science, but all of us that went to school at one point heard of uh, Sir Isaac Newton's three laws, uh, 
And the first one states, the law of inertia states, that an object that's in motion stays in motion unless it is acted upon from a force outside of this motion to keep it. It will stay in motion. And so if we take that today and understand that God is ultimately the architect, the originator of the universe, and we go all the way back to the very beginning of the word, if you would go with me, Genesis 1.1. Let's put it up there. Some of you may have been a while since you read this. I'm going to pull it up there. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse number 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, what's that word? Moved. So we know in the very beginning, God put motion into place. That God is a God of movement. That God is a God of motion. That God is moving. God is flowing. His spirit is moving throughout the earth. In fact, Acts chapter 17 says this. For in him we live and move and have our being. God never sleeps. He's always awake. He's he's always omnipresent, omniscient. He's always moving. God is a God whose spirit is flowing throughout the earth. But I've come to tell you today that there are some things that make God stop. There are some things that make God stop. And I believe that today there are some people in this room, you don't even realize there are things in your life that has made God stop. I believe in this room today that the Spirit of God is in this place. And God is here. And God is focused His attention in this room today. Not because we're somehow better than anyone else. Not because we're a better church or a different church. That's nothing to do with that. But I believe today that there are people in this room that God sees where you are. And He desires to help you today if you would let Him. And I believe today that there are things in this place today that have made God stop. And we go back to scripture. We read it in the beginning. There are things that make God stop. The first thing that make God stop is the cry of the broken. The cry of the broken makes God stop because we read in this scripture that there was a blind man that sat on the wayside as Jesus walked by. He began to hear the rumble of the crowd began to hear the build-up and the anticipation. Wherever Jesus went, the crowd followed. And he could hear the wrestle. He could hear the chatter. He could hear the, the words being spoken. It's Jesus. He's coming. It's Jesus. He's coming. And even though he couldn't see it with his eyes, he could anticipate it. And as the crowd got closer and closer and it began to build, finally it had enough. And he wasn't the only blind man there that day. If you read about the city, if you understand about the culture, you understand where he was, there were many people that were there that had issues in their life. There were many that were blind. There were many that were deaf. There were many that were lame. There were many that were that had other diseases that were sitting there. And their whole existence depended upon being there on that path or that road with that cup hoping somebody would come by and give them something of substance so they can make it another day. And so he wasn't the only one there that day. I want you to get that picture. He wasn't by himself. 
He was with others that were in the same condition he was in. He wasn't any better than them. He wasn't any, any he, didn't, he wasn't, had any kind of attributes that they didn't have. But there was something in him that decided, today I've got to do something. I cannot live like this anymore. And the Bible says that when Jesus went by, he cried out, Jesus! And I love that verse, and I preached on it before. It's, so, it's such a profound deal. The Bible says that people actually told him. They charged him, meaning they, they, they basically almost said, Stop! You can't do that. There's no place for here. There's no place here for that. Almost picture them almost taking their hand and putting over their, his mouth and saying, Don't say another word. But there's something that happens inside of someone's heart when they recognize their answer is right there. If you don't recognize today that your answer's in this room, you will sit there and you'll try to stay awake while I talk. And when you'll go home and you'll go throughout your day and you'll forget whatever happened here today. But if you recognize who's in this room and you recognize the fact that there's something in this room, you may not be able to explain it, you may not understand it, but you know that there's something in this room, you feel moving in this place. You may not be able to tell exactly what it is. You may not be able to give a description. You may not be able to, to be able to, to give a biblical dissertation on what you feel in here. And that doesn't matter today. The fact is you recognize there's something in this room. And there's something in my heart. And when the cry of the broken begins to cry out, God stops. I love how that, that Mark put that in. It could have said, you know, blind barn made his cried out and Jesus Found him, but I love that he made his point that Jesus is walking by, and I love how Mark made the point that Jesus stopped and stood still because he recognized there was a need. We often think that really, does God care about me? You know. I know God cares about the big stuff. I know God would care today if I just lost everything and, and all my family members had died and I was just in to, to, total chaos. I know God would care about me then. But I don't know if God cares about me now because I don't really have a lot going on. But, but I need him. You know what? Bottom line, I've said this before and I'll use it, I'll use it again today. What weighs more, one 50-pound boulder or 51-pound rocks? To us today, we look at that big boulder and we think, oh my God, that's huge. If I handed you a 50-pound boulder and put it in your hands, you'd be, oh, I don't know if I could live like this. This is so heavy. Oh, it's such a massive thing. But if I gave you just a little one-pound rock, Oh, it's no big. I put it in my pocket. It's no big deal. Here's another one. I got it in my pocket over here. Here's another one. I got, I got it over here. And next thing you know, you, you're putting pockets. And next thing you know, you got a little bag and you're carrying that bag. And before you know it, you've got 50 pounds of rock. And just because you don't have a boulder doesn't mean you don't carry the same weight that others do. And some of you in today, you look at your life and you go, I don't have a big boulder. I don't really know what I need from God. I don't have a boulder. But you would stop for a moment and realize you've got pockets full of rocks. It's not one giant thing, but it's all these little things you've picked up. A little hurt there, a little disappointment there, a little pain there, a little deal there. there. All of a sudden now you realize, wait a minute. I didn't realize I've got all these rocks. 
And you know what's amazing? If you are handed a big rock at one time, you recognize the change in your life. There's no denying. My life has changed. You know, you've got to start making room for your rock. You've got to get a different car, maybe buy a pickup truck. And now you've got to go to work. You've got to make room. You've got to get a cart because you've got a rock. You've got to deal with this thing. You can't get around it. You've got to make adjustments. You know, when these big things happen in our lives, they cause us to make immediate adjustments. You know, when you have big moments of grief, big moments of disappointment, big moments of hurt, you have to adjust to those things immediately just to survive. And all of a sudden, they filter throughout your life. They even get, I mean, come on, imagine if you're trying to have a relationship with somebody and everywhere you go, you got this rock. And what's, what's hard sometimes, you don't even know it. You're like, I'm so tired. Can you hold my rock? Oh, Jesus. And all of a sudden now, people around you are starting to suffer with you, not because you don't care about them, but you need help with the rock. And now it's like, guess what I would do? I'd start pulling away. I go into my my rock hold. It's going to sit here with my rock, sit here holding rock. I don't want to mess with because everything is affecting we understand those things. We get those things. They, they just jump out of us. Got it. I understand that. Big rock. If I was talking about some big rock things today, it probably wouldn't apply to us today, a lot of us. It would hit a few of you here and there. But big rock stuff, it doesn't happen every day. It happens, it happens frequently enough, but it doesn't happen so much that it's a big deal. But when it happens, we know it happens. I mean... You know when you get that phone call and on the other line they tell you the news, you just realize you've got a 50-pound rock. When you go to the doctor and they tell you the news, you realize the doctor just gave you a 50-pound rock. You understand these things. They stick out at you and you, under, you go and say, God, hey, I've got a rock. Help me, I can't make it. But I'm, maybe today you don't have that. But maybe just along the way you just keep picking up stuff here and there. And it's not a big deal at first because it's, it's just a little thing. I can handle this. Come on, it's just a little bit of rocks here and there. I mean, my daughter, I don't know what got into her. I don't know where she got it from. I'm not a geologist at heart. It's rocks. She's fascinated with rocks. We've gone through her room. and She's not as much anymore. I think she's getting past the rock phase. But there's times you go in her rocks, there would just be a box of rocks. She's like, but these are awesome. They come from the parking lot. They're not, spe- but dad, these are cool rocks. Look at this one. It's a parking lot rock. I mean, I understand if you got it from like the, some special place. I mean, what, uh, the, the church that we all came from, the, the back part of the side, it's just, it's just a gravel lot. That was like Toys R Us to her. My God, all, she'd come home after church with rocks. I'm like, well, why are we collecting rocks? But dad, I'm like, I'll go to Home Depot. I'll buy you a whole bag of them. We don't need more rocks. And to get rid of them, oh my goodness, like a member of the family died to get rid of her rocks. But she just was like random. She would like, she'd put her stuff in the dirty clothes and her mom would go to wash it and reach in a pocket. By God, there'd be a rock in her hope. Why do you have a rock? I, I, I liked it. Some of us are like that. We just start picking up stuff. And we even forget we carry it. Because you know what? The big stuff, it changes us like that. A 50-pound weight 
in your life at one time, you will recognize that it has a drastic change. Every muscle in your body has to immediately adjust when that weight's put on you. Your back starts to feel it. Your arms start to feel it. Your legs, you, all, you automatically have to get into a position to receive that. But, little rock here, little rock there. Doesn't change much. Keep going. Next thing you know, I go throughout the year. I got 10 pounds of rocks from 2016 I got to deal with. But it's not a big deal, Brother Jolin, because it's just, just a bunch of little rocks. It's not a big deal. I can make it. Everything's okay. And you keep going. And next thing you know, this year you got 12 pounds of rocks. Now you got 22 pounds of rocks in you, but you don't even recognize it because it's so gradual. You don't even realize you've got them. Because there's not one event that sticks out of you and says, this is the moment. It's just all this little stuff you carry. And you're like, I don't know if God really, I mean, it's, I got the boulder thing. God, God is a boulder God. Come on, we know God's a boulder God. God is a God of boulders. He loves boulders. He'll take your boulders away. But I don't know if he really cares about my pebbles. This is not in the notes today. We're just flowing with the Holy Ghost. I would never thought I'd got on rocks and pebbles. I understand that God cares about my boulder. I get it. I mean, and then sometimes we get into comparing our boulder size, right? Well, that boulder's this big. Well, mine's this big. No, hey, mine's that big. And we understand. We tell people, God cares about your boulder. Just give your boulder to God. Lay it down on his cross. He cares about your boulder. But really... Does God care about my pebbles? And so you know what I do? I don't know if he really cares about it. I feel kind of silly to ask God about, you know what, I'll just, I'll, I'll be okay. And so the next thing you know, you, 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 you start realizing, I don't have much more room to do it. So guess what? You, you have to start getting other stuff. You got to get yourself a bag. And now next thing you know, you got a bag. But you know what? It's not a big deal. You can live with it. It's all right. It's not that big of a deal. But next thing you know, you've adjusted to it so slowly that you're carrying the same weight as the boulder people, but you don't even know it. And you're just as, in, you're just as inhibited in your life. And you have just as much stuff to work through in your life as the boulder people but you're just a pebble collector. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here today. God has stopped here. Just not stopped the way I thought he was going to stop. And so you're sitting here today, and you don't even realize the fact that you're carrying the same weight in your life, and you're dealing with the same amount of deal. And we all understand today, we have no problem understanding the effect that the boulder has in our life. We get it. But it's so hard for you in this place to grasp the effect that those pebbles start to have on your life. Because all of a sudden, it's just, you begin to adjust to it. You're adjusting to it. It's no big deal. Come on, preacher. I don't... What pebbles? Oh, you mean these rocks? They're, what are the big deal? It's like my daughter. What do you mean? What's wrong with my rocks? I like my rocks. Boxes, like shoe boxes of rocks collected under her bed. 
Like, why do you, why do you have all these rocks? I don't know. I like them. Let's get rid of them. No, we can't get rid of our rocks. We didn't build a house to collect your rocks. And you're sitting here today going, okay, you know, all right, preacher, talk to the boulder people. They need it today. Don't deal with, I got just pebbles. Come on, man, let me go. It's not a big deal. These pebbles don't affect me. Because you know what the problem is? You, you have to change your life to adjust to the 50-pound boulder. But you don't realize your life changes to adjust to the pebbles as well. It's just one happens like this, and the other one just, it's just so seamlessly you don't even realize it. Your life is affected just as much from the little stuff collected over time as the big things that jump out at you. Same effect. But the scary part about it is, the one we recognize, the other we don't. And you know what the problem is? All of a sudden, guess what? If you're carrying 50, 60, 70 extra pounds today on you, you don't have this. It's just getting up gets a little harder. You can't run as fast. You get tired. And you're like, I, I don't even want to go to, I can't even go to church. What's wrong with you? I don't know. You know, just, it's just, I'm not sure I'm getting what, getting what I get from church. I just don't sure I need to go there today. It's just, you know, it's the same old, same old. You know what you're really saying? I don't know if I can get up again with my rocks. I don't know. They're just, and don't even realize and then all of a sudden, God comes along. And this is the thing that's amazing. I've seen this happen now so many times. It's amazing. I wish I could take a picture of it, a video of it, and document it. But you can't, you can't, take a, you can't capture something that's taken place supernaturally. But I wish somehow I could capture it because I've watched people that had the pebbles. You know, I've, 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 I've prayed for, ministered to, talked to the, the bolder people. And, and you, they get it. They understand. I can't go like this anymore. I mean, I've had people look at me across the table, tears going down the face, going, I, I can't make it like this anymore. And I'm like, okay, all right, we got a boulder. Let's deal with it. And, but to convince the pebble people to let go, has a little bit of convincing. But all of a sudden, when finally the pebble people realize, I've got some issues, and they lay it down, all of a sudden, you're talking about shock. Because the boulder people understand, when they lay it down, there's a difference. The pebble people, when they get let God, they don't even realize, oh, my God, I didn't even realize I had all that. I didn't even realize I had. Come on, those of you can remember. Some of you can. You remember because when you came to God, at first, the first time you came to God, you were, pe you were a pebble person. You weren't a boulder person. You came to God and you recognized you needed God. But you didn't recognize you needed God because you were some kind of axe murderer or some kind of crazy serial killer that had all these boulders piled up. You're like, oh God, I gotta, you got to save me. You just had a bunch of pebbles you collected. Little pebble here, little pebble of sin here, little pebble, of, of, little pebble here, little pebble there. And all of a sudden, you hear the, the word of God... God's here, he wants to help you, and you recognize that, and you go in that water, ho! And you get down in that water, all of a sudden you come back out and you go, wait a minute! Where's all my pebbles? Because I have never felt this way before.
I, all of a sudden, I've, I've heard people come out and go, I, I feel so light. I, I, I just, I feel like I'm just floating. People can say, well, that's just emotion. That's it. No, 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 no. That's what happens when you let God take care of the stuff you're carrying around. That's what happens when finally you let God and you recognize, okay, I may not have any big things, but I've realized this. I've got a lot of little things I've collected over the years, and I can go back and collect and collect and collect. And you know what? I'm recognizing I thought these were things that were okay, but I'm realizing today they're affecting me. And you finally lay them down. All of a sudden it's like, oh. You know that feeling when you're carrying a heavy bag? You know, it's like, when, 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 you, when groceries come home, it's like the, like the deal. How many bags can you carry at once? So you have 17 bags in this arm and 32 bags in this arm. And you, like our house, we live in a townhouse. And, of course, they can't put the kitchen on the first floor. They got to put it upstairs. Everything goes up. So you get this stuff and you're walking. And it's like, you're okay at first. It's like, I got this. You know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. I got 17, 32. I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I, yeah, I know all the bags. Wife's like, is there any more bags in there? Nope, I got them, baby. I got them all right here. I'm coming up. I'm coming up. First couple steps is good. I mean, like, good. And about step number nine, it's like, okay, bad idea. This is really bad. But the problem is now that all the stuff is twisted, your fingers are going numb. Stuff's starting to, it's like, oh, God, this is a bad idea. And so you're finally getting in there and you stumble your way and you put them down. And all of a sudden, that feeling that comes over you, it is, it's just the flood of blood rushing back to you. And all of a sudden, it's like when you get rid of that, it's like your arms just kind of float. They feel so light. Because you finally laid all of that down. You laid it all down. You know what? Today, God's not a God that comes and rips them out. He's not TSA. He's not going to pat you down and check you for all your pebbles. Anyone that's ever gone through TSA and got body checked, amen to that. I'm like, brother, I don't have anything there. Trust me. <laughs> you already scanned me bodily-wise. Yeah, you keep doing like that, we're going to have to go on a date. My goodness, man. It's terrible. God's not a body check. He doesn't come through and touch and try to and go, oh, I feel all. No, 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 no. He's just a God that says, here's what's available. Here's what I'll give you. But there's something that's got to happen to you that says, God, God, I'm, 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 not, I'm not by myself in this place. I'm here with everybody else. Just like that blind man. You might be in the crowd today and you might say, well, you know, I don't want to make a, I don't want to make a spectacle of myself. I don't want people to think, you know what? You can have that and feel that way. And guess what? You can walk out of here and make sure that you get a bigger car to carry your pebbles home. Something happened. I don't know what was different about Bartimaeus that was different than the other blind men that weren't in blind women that weren't even named. But we only know of one. And we only know of him because he was the one that made God stop. The cry of the broken makes God stop. The second thing that makes God stop is the touch of faith. The woman with the issue of blood, I'm losing time here. I don't have time to go into the whole story. But there was a woman in the Bible that Mark records again who had a sickness. And she had gone throughout 
trying to find a cure for a sickness. And to the point, the Bible says that she had wasted all her money. She had no more money left. She had no more options. She was tapped out. Empty bank account, empty pockets, nothing. She had exhausted all resources. Family members couldn't give her any more money. She was all, all tapped out, no more. Couldn't find any other doctor. And finally, she heard that Jesus was coming through her town. And the Bible says that when she heard of Jesus, she said within herself, if I could just touch him, I know I would be whole. And the Bible says that there was a crowd of people around him. There was a great press, meaning a great crowd, meaning it was sort of like everybody around him. If you watched last week at the Super Bowl at the end when the game was over and everybody just crowded onto the field, Tom Brady, who was the star quarterback for the winning team, there was about 7,000 people that pushed him. That's what I felt like Jesus looked like. It was just all this crowd pushing him. You can't move. And the Bible says that she pushed her way through all of those people and reached out and touched him. And the Bible says when she touched him, she was made whole, but Jesus turned, meaning he stopped and said, wait a minute, who touched me? Because God stops at the cry of the broken. He stops at the touch of faith. And finally, God stops for the weeping, the hurting, and the hopeless. Luke says this, and I finish with this. Luke 7 says this. Luke seven eleven. It came to pass the day after there, that he went to the city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. And when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Much of the people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said to her, weep not. And he came and touched by her. And they went. And they that bare him stood still. And he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. God recognized the hurting. God recognized the weeping. He recognized the hopeless. And he stopped. I believe here today, I said it in the beginning, I say it again today. I, I fully believe this, not to be dramatic, not to say something that, that sounds over the top. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I believe for somebody in this room today, this is a divine appointment. Whether this is your first time here or you come here every week, I believe today is a divine appointment that God has stopped at this moment in time. And he is here today and he desires to do something in your life today. It's not by accident that you're here, and it's not by accident that God is here. In fact, if you truly believe the Word of God, and you truly believe the principles and understanding who God is, according to Scripture, God saw this day from the beginning of time. God saw this moment. And God is here today. I believe God's here today. I believe that some people here today that you may not be a rock, you may not be a boulder bearer. There are some boulder bearers here. You may not be someone today that's coming here carrying 50-pound boulder, and you're overwhelmed. You're thinking, I don't know if I can make it another day. You may not be. You may or may, but you may not be. But that just because you don't carry one giant boulder does not mean you don't need God to do something in your life. Because I know in the Holy Ghost and just naturally speaking, some of this is the, is the Holy Ghost, some of it is just natural understanding and knowing some circumstances in here. I know there are some pebble bearers in this room. 
I know for a fact. And you justify it and you say, well, it's not a big deal. I can keep living this way. I'll be okay. And you can keep doing that way. But I'm telling you, slowly by slowly, it starts to affect your faith. It starts to affect your walk with God. And slowly by slowly, I see, I see you begin to slip farther from him. Not because you don't love God. Not because you don't, you don't want to know him. It's because you're carrying these pebbles and they're getting heavier and they're getting heavier and they're getting heavier. And the scary part about it is some of you know it. And the other part of it is the scarier part is some of you don't even recognize how many pebbles you've carried. I don't think my daughter even, like what is a, she was like seven years old, six years old. What does a seven-year-old need like 200 rocks for? I don't know why she needed all those rocks. She thought she did. And I, knowing her, she probably named all 200. And they're like a part of a family because to get rid of them, it was like, it was a traumatic a moment. And you know what? Some of you today, you don't even recognize how many rocks you've collected. Oh, man, I don't have that many. Come on, preacher. You, come on, man. You know me. I don't have that many rocks. Come on. I've got a few. You know? I've got a few. You know, I don't have a problem. I, I, don't, have, I, I don't really have a, a, a problem. So I get angry every once in a while. I have a short temper. That's just because my parents had it, my dad had it, my mom had it short. And I'm like them, no, 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 no. You know, I I, I just get depressed a lot because it runs in my family, and I'm just depressed all the time. That just happens, no. I'm just a naturally sad person. I'm not a very happy person like everybody. I'm not like those people that can run around, smile all the time. I'm just sad. I'm just who I am. No, it's not. Your pebbles have changed you. And you would understand today if that rock fell on you, that phone call, today you get home and you pick up that phone call and it's someone on the other line and they give you the news. Oh, you can feel that when it hits you. Oh, it's crushing. It's hard to breathe. It just hits you at one time. I've got several of those phone calls in my lifetime. And I, the, the feeling, it just goes, boom, hits you. It's like, oh, God, I can't even breathe. 50-pound rock, boom. But, man, I've also had those little rock here, little rock there, little rock here, little rock there, little rock here, little rock, little rock, little rock, boom, 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 boom. Next thing I'm like, how? Where is, wait a minute. I thought I had pockets. I thought I had, I don't have any more room. How did I get all this stuff? I wonder if you could just take a moment right now. The Holy Ghost is here today. Could you just bow your head? I can't force anyone in this room to pray. I can't make you pray. I can't do anything to you today to, to come down there and make you pray. But I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost is in this place. And God is so desperate to help someone. He has stopped in this place today. And you feel that that quiet soberness in this room, it's not a soberness of, it's not a heaviness of depression, but it's an understanding that there's a sovereign moment right here. Can you feel that? Uh, maybe I'm the only one and that's okay. I'm, I can be kind of weird and cuckoo and that's fine. But there's, like a, there's just a sovereign moment in here. There's, there's just a sovereign. It's almost, like, it's almost like the calm. 
has just ushered in this place because God is, is in this place. This old song we used to sing, it says this, give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broke and torn. Give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus and he will turn your sorrow into joy. I wonder if there's anybody here today that you'd be willing to give your pebbles to God. Okay, you don't have a boulder, fine. But what do you would recognize today? Maybe you've got some pebbles that you're willing to give God today and say, God, I don't want to carry these pebbles anymore. Okay, I'm not a boulder, but I, I do recognize, God, I've got some pebbles. I'm asking you today, would you give them to Jesus? Would you give them to Jesus? Oh, Jesus. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I wonder if you could reach over next to somebody right now. Let's pray one for another. Come on, God is moving in this place. If you don't need anything today, maybe the person sitting next to you needs something. Come on, God is moving in this place. Come on, God wants to change somebody. God wants to, God wants to minister to somebody. But you've got to recognize the moment and you've got to recognize the need. And you've got to be willing to say, God, I need you now. You don't have to get to the top of your lungs. You don't have to stand on your chair. But there's got to be something in your heart today that says, God, I need you today. I've got, I need you to take these from me. I don't want to live with these pebbles. I don't want to live with this stuff anymore. And God, I'm recognizing today I've collected some stuff along the way. I've collected some things. And God, by your grace today, I need you. Oh, oh, come on, folks. Come on. Let's not just get distracted and give our token prayer to God and move along and say, well, that was neat. But is anybody today that you've got some faith and you've got some desperation and you've got some desire that says, look, I'm not just going to go through my five-minute ritual of prayer, but I'm believing today that God wants to do something. Cast your care upon Him because He careth for you. Casting your care upon Him because He careth. Come on, give it to Him. Lay it down at His feet. Turn it over to Him. If you've got to say these words, say, God, I give it to You. I give it to You. I give it to You. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost, have your way in this place right now. I lose the healing virtue of the Holy Ghost in this place. I lose the love of God. I lose the comfort of the Holy Ghost to move in this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church, be sensitive for a moment to those around you. God's moving. Come on, God's moving. It's still early enough we can take a moment and pray. Come on, it's still early enough we can do this.
Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. Yes. Him by name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Hallelujah. Oh. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I'd like to do this, if you would, for those of you that would participate with me on this. Maybe you've, if, you, if you haven't even prayed, but you, you would do this with me. The Bible says, and I read it last week, and it's a very uh, strong verse for me. I, I use it a lot. The Bible says that faith without works is dead, or we say actions speak louder than words. And I wonder if you would do this with me before we close this service out. For those of you that would. I want you to take all that stuff you're carrying today. All of it. Maybe if it's just one thing. Everybody in here today has something. I know everybody in here today that has something. If you don't have something, you're not breathing. Because the Bible says in this world you have tribulation. So everybody in this room has something. I wonder if today as silly as it is, the Bible says sometimes you've got to become like a little child to enter into heaven. So we're going to get a little childish here today, but that's okay. If it's insulting to you, then you just, you can, you don't have to participate. I don't mean that to be negative, but you, this is, this is a free will participation. But I wonder if you would just for a moment here before we close, if you close your eyes, and I want you to take your hands and put them together in front of you. And I want you to think, I know this is silly, but I want you to think all that stuff that you're carrying is like balloons filled with helium. And they're all hovering over you, and they're attached to your hands right now in front of you with strings. And it may be one balloon, it may be two balloons. Some of you, you can't even see the sun anymore. you got too many balloons. you blocked out the sun. You're having a balloon eclipse. But I want you to look at all those balloons. And you have a choice today. You can walk out of this room, and you can go through the hallway, and you can go through the doors, and you can try to pull your balloons with you. Or, in just a moment, we're going to stand and we're going to lift our hands. And as we lift our hands and we close our eyes and begin to worship, we're going to see. I used to do, love this when I was a kid. I used to love to take a balloon, let it go, and watch it go as high as it could until it disappeared. We're going to let those balloons go, and we're going to worship him. I know this sounds silly, but you know what? Sometimes the most simple things are the most effective. And now we're going to stand here a moment. I want you to take your hands that you've got all those balloons tied to. 
And in just a moment, you're going to stand and you're going to lift your hands and you're going to open up your voice and you're going to be able to begin to thank him. And as you're doing that, don't, don't, don't open your eyes, but as you're doing that, I want you to see those balloons go. And I want you to stand there and worship God as long as it takes until every one of those balloons disappears and God just takes them. And I want you to worship with me. Can you do that? Come on, can you just stand? And I want you to stand. I want you to take your, and I want you to lift your hands. And I want you just to let it go. Come on, I know that sounds silly. I know that sounds weird. But I want you to do this with me. And as you do that, I want you to begin to thank him. Oh, God, I give you praise. Thank you. Thank you for loving me today. Thank you for loving me today. Thank you for loving me today. Thank you, God, that you're taking this from me. Take it, Jesus. Take it all. 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 Come on, that's it. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Oh. Come on, that's it. Open your voice. Open up your voice and just worship Him. Come on, you feel that right now? That's the Holy Ghost. That's the love of our Father. That's the love of the Father moving in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you don't realize is when you let go of what you've got, you make room to take a hold of what He has for you. Oh, when you let go of what you've got, He gives you what He wants to give you. Yes! 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 As I give to Him, He does not leave me empty-handed, but He gives back to me. He gives me joy. He gives me peace. He gives me comfort. He gives me strength. Yes! Oh, just another moment. Come on, just another moment. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Just another moment. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, we give it to you today. We give it to you, Jesus. We give it to you today, Lord. All of it, 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 all of it. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. one more time as we close oh I know the peace I know the peacemaker I know him by name I know him by name I know the peace oh he can call 
have to Let's just thank the Lord one more time and lift our hands and our voices to Him and give Him thanks today. Praise God. 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 Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for coming. If you're a guest with us today, we're so glad you could worship with us. We hope you come back and see us again. God bless you. Make sure you greet somebody and... Be back with us tonight, 6 p.m., baby dedication as a part of tonight's service. God bless you. Amen.